Good evening, good evening, good evening, Baltimore and surrounding areas and L.A. This is Welcome to Man in the Mirror with Kai and Nichelle, and we are excited this evening. We are truly excited this evening because of two things. One, this is our 200th episode that we are airing, and two, we have a special guest that was on the show before, and we've called him to come share this 200th episode with us and to give us a 411 about what's going on in his life. And that is none other than our dear friend, Pastor Bill Jenkins from Chicago via L.A. right now. And I know people are going to say, well, wh- wh- how did he make it to L.A. from Chicago? But that's going to be another story as we go on. Well, welcome back to the show, Pastor Jenkins. How you doing? Well, it's awesome to be with you. Great to hear your voice, and I'm proud of you guys. Uh, it's awesome. 200 shows. That's wonderful. Excellent. We appreciate that. And again, thank. we'll welcome back our dear, beautiful host, also host for this evening, and that is none other than Nichelle Johnson. Hey, Nichelle. Hi, guys. I'm excited about doing? this episode. I know. I kept telling him she's excited. She brings his name up. She, you know, this this is a family name right now. Bill Jenkins. You know, I won't tell you. She forgot your last name, but you know, but Bill, Bill, Bill. Yeah, that Bill guy. That Bill guy. Yeah. I, I said, yeah, Bill. You talking about Bill Jenkins? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but uh, we're excited tonight. That was the first and, time. And we, again, we're excited. You know, Man in the Mirror aired its first episode, if you don't believe it, for those who would like to know some information, on October 17th, 2014. And the great news is that we're still here. We've taken a few hits from life, but through the grace of God, we're still here celebrating our 200th episode with one of our best, and we've mentioned him, and most memorable guests, Pastor Bill Jenkins uh, of Chicago, Illinois, via L.A., California. I called him, and in seconds, it felt like yesterday. Not, And it couldn't remember. It was four years ago, but yesterday. He is like always, like always, he said yes. You know, he's that type of person. If the Lord says, hey, I want you to do this, he'll say yes. Um, he'd be on to help us celebrate and tell us what's been going on in his life. And with that said, we will open up in prayer. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, we just bow down as humble servants, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us tonight, Lord, for celebrating 200 episodes, Lord. We thank you that through everything, trials, tribulations, and life, and even a coronavirus, Lord, we are all still here, Lord. We ask you bless upon Pastor Bill Jenkins as he just tells us, gives us the information of how he just he just uh, worried the storms, Lord, how he was just still there, hanging, doing what you're, thus says the Lord, from Chicago to L.A., Lord, and everything that's going on. Continue to bless him and his family, Lord. Help them just to continue to spread the news, thus says the Lord. And we will never fail to give you all glory, honor, and praise. In Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen. And Pastor Bill, or you know, Brother Bill, you're the brother now. I, you know, I, I still was, uh, I was still amazed when you told me you went from, and I'm not, my my wife will laugh. I'm not good in math. No, but how far of a distance is that from Chicago 
to Illinois, I mean, Chicago to Los Angeles. And then you tell me about two, you're in between in the midst of two fires. I'm like, okay. So were you even, ex- what, you know, tell us your story. Yeah, we're celebrating 200 years, but you know what? You've been in service for the Lord your whole entire life. And I, I you know, just tell us your story. You know, where you are right now, how's, you know, tell us about your story, where you are right now, your family. And we had a few moments before we, you know, started this show. Um, you know, you told, you were just telling me that um, you don't have everybody that passed on in your family in Chicago. So it's just you and your wife and your kids and, you know, maybe a few cousins in Chicago. So just tell us your story. How did you end up from Chicago with this great ministry all the way over to um, Los Angeles? Well, I tell you, uh, I love, first of all, that you started on October 17th, because that's my anniversary this year. Uh, I'm going to be celebrating 22 years of marriage. And so I got a great wife. We got Hallelujah. Boys. So uh, three teenage boys, two are in college. And uh, since the last time we spoke, uh, I moved everybody to California. Uh, The Lord uh, spoke to my heart and said, uh, it's time to go. You need to leave. And I know, uh, you know, some people would think it it was nuts and it was crazy. I needed a new challenge in my life. I needed another chapter in my book, if you would, to, uh, you know, sort of, you know, tell my story in a new way. And so uh, we came here with absolutely... Nothing. Uh, we started this uh, church, and we call it Destiny Land Christian Center. So you, you've heard of Disneyland, but this is Destiny Land. So what we're trying to do is help people it. find their destiny and uh, find their purpose in life. You know, God doesn't just save us from hell. He saves us for a purpose. And so if we can get people to find their purpose in life, that's going to be not only the greatest threat, that we're going to be to the enemy, but it's also going to be uh, the greatest success will be in the Lord. So finding our destiny, finding our place, finding our purpose is what we're trying to do to help people. All of this COVID stuff jumped up on us, but we're still trying to minister, reach out. We pitched a couple of tents out on our property, and uh, we're preaching the gospel every Sunday outside. So one Sunday, two, a couple weeks ago, it was 115, 120 degrees. Last week, we had tons of smoke and ash that was falling while we was preaching, but we're not letting anything stop us from getting the word out and telling people about the goodness of the Lord. Amen. That is now, okay, I got to back up. You said 115, 120 degrees. We'd be over here. I know know how I I know how in the show, like 115 what? It's like, yes. you know, people, you know, we over here in Baltimore be like, it's 115 degrees outside. We ain't trying to do nothing. We ain't trying. <laughs> and then you, uh, now normal people, and I'm not saying you're not normal. I'm just saying normal people, you know. But, you know, back, you know, you went from the cold, because I know Chicago, as they say, yeah. that old song, the Chicago fire and winds, you know, the yeah. old gray mare, she ain't what she used to be, and that's how the fire started. And then you went from cold. To all that heat, woo! Yeah, 115. Well, now but it's you know only what? that hot here a couple of weeks out of the year. So normally, it's great weather, perfect weather. Honestly, no humidity. And where I live in California is about 30 minutes from LA, and so you most of the time, especially in the winter time through the spring, you can have 80 degree weather, 85 degree weather, and still see snow on the mountains. So. 
One of my uh, things that I want to do that's on my bucket list is I want to go skiing and go to the beach, go in the uh, ocean in the same day. So uh, you pray for me that this coming year I'm going to be able to get that off my bucket list, go skiing and go to the beach in the same day. All right. You ain't that young man like you used to be. So I like my uncle did that years ago, and I'm not wishing this upon you, but he ended up <laughs> in the cast on his foot. So I'm like, okay, why would you think in your age that you would go skiing? That you know, I'm that, that, that's all I'm saying. But you know, just take your lessons. Which is well, you skiing is all relative, you know. I mean, it don't have to be a big hill now. Come on, I'm just trying to get on some snow and get in the water in <laughs> the ocean one day. So, Would you, you say know, you ain't trying to go on a big always, hill? Uh, we can Photoshop anything, so you know, uh, don't worry about it. We're, we're gonna be okay. And I'm never. I just, I, you know, I got three teenage boys, and every day they try to. You know, they got A type personalities just like me, so they want to be in control. They want to be the boss. But I just let them know I'm still the king of the Jenkins household, so they're not going to usurp my authority or take over anytime soon. So I, even if I do get hurt, I won't let them know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell us how it is, because, man, you just had a good laugh earlier this week when I called you. Tell us how it is having three, and we'll back and go back to where we was, having three, you know, two in college, because everybody wants to be the king of the house, and with the you know teenage boys these year these days and young boys, you know they just want to show that yeah I'm a man. So how how is that right now that you got two in college and a 16 year old who's still around trying you know he's waiting to take over the throne one day? Oh man, I tell you, there's a lot of testosterone in this house. So you know uh, they are good boys for the most part. We've raised them right. You know me and my wife we've taught them the things of the Lord. They're, they're good boys. They're hardworking boys. And, uh, but they always got that, you know, where they want to be in charge. And so every now and then they try to push the envelope. And if it isn't one, one day, it's the next one, then, uh, the next day. And so, uh, but you know, it's a challenge, but you know, we signed up for it. We knew what we were getting into, or let me say, we thought we knew what we were getting into when we had kids, (laughs) but I learned something, and here's what I learned. I learned I thought it was going to be a lot easier uh, when they got older, and it was going to be rough when they were little, but it was just the opposite. I wish I would have enjoyed those early years more because now it's tougher than ever before. So with all of the social media, with all of the, you know, let's just be honest, the girls, all of the things that, you know, there is out here for them to, you know, sort of be tempted by. They're really good boys, uh, but they do test the waters every now and then, and I just let them know, you know, I still got everything working real good and strong on me, and, uh, you know, I'm still the king of the house, and uh, you're not going to take over. I love when I die, I, love I go on, then you guys can fight about it, but if you want to take it up, listen, I'm from Chicago, the streets of Chicago. I'm not from the suburbs. So, you know, uh, you want to mess with me, this can get a little crazy. And, uh, you know, I just let them know that. And I think sometimes they look in my eyes and they realize I'm crazier right now than they are. <laughs> so they kind of back down. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's the key. That's the key. <laughs> it might be. Turn. It works sometimes. So, you know, even when, I don't, even when I'm scared, I try to be confident and courageous. <laughs> confident and courageous. I love it. Any um, questions or any comments, Michelle? 
Oh, no, I'm just enjoying the conversation. And, you know, look, you didn't have to call me out earlier that I, I forgot <laughs> Pastor Jenkins' name, but that's okay. Uh, because his, the, Pastor Jenkins, the, I guess the effect you left on us, it, it has kept through all of these years I, in almost in, I won't say every show, but in a lot of the shows we've been talking about some things and just the things that you shared and and your testimony had such an effect that I, I can always see some alignment and I may bring something up. So I do mention your name. So that was really funny that I forgot your your last name that time. But it was only one time, Kai. And, uh, <laughs> but well, you listen, know, I'm just glad you remembered one of my names. That's all that matters. <laughs> you know, so, uh, as long as you, if it's that Bill guy, that's fine. You know, another thing that I've been doing over the last four years that, you know, you may or may not be aware of is I've been writing books every single year. I've been writing a couple, three books. The Lord really put it on my heart a few years ago to start putting the knowledge that he's put inside of me uh, in book form. And so we've really been putting out the books the past four years. Every year I write what I call a prophetic almanac, which gives people a little understanding of exactly what they can expect of God and what God expects of them in that year. And I do it based upon the number of that year. For, in, for instance, one of the books that I've written this year is called 2020 Vision. And it's all about the number 20 and how uh, – you know, when it's mentioned in the Bible, the, no, the number 20 is actually mentioned 121 times in the Bible. And when it's mentioned, it revolves around three things. It revolves around redemption. It revolves around dreams, the 20 different dreams in the Bible. And then it revolves around because the Hebrew word for 20 means an open hand, where if it was open hands or palm up, it would be a sign of giving. If it was palm down, it would be a sign of covering. And so every year what I do is I sort of write this book. And one of the awesome things at the beginning of this year, before any of this COVID stuff began, I had declared, I gave a prophetic word over America that this would be a year of change because whatever happens this year is really going to affect the next 10 years of your life. We didn't just enter a new year in 2020. We entered a new decade and a new era. And so all of these things that are going on are sort of, shifting us and they're changing us and they're redefining us and it's an opportunity for us to sort of reset our lives here in 2020 so we can be bigger and better to do more things for the lord uh you know once all this stuff moves on and passes by and we're you know going back into our normal lives like we were before this we're going to be better than we've ever been because we are handling it with a right attitude the church is we're doing what needs to be done and God, I believe, is going to thrust us in to a new dimension of his spirit. Uh, soon, once this stuff is over, I think we're going to be uh, in a realm that we've never been as we, I think, are in the last of the last days. Amen. And that's actually, that is really funny. That's exactly where I was about to go with you because I, just, I stumbled upon your massive uh, portfolio <laughs> Of books, and I was like, "Wow!" And that, and that's actually where I was going. And one that really caught my attention was this this Rapture Manifesto. I would love for you to talk 
talk a little bit about that, but I was looking at how many you have written and how, you know, just since the last time we all talked. I mean, it's you've been busy. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I tell you, I, I, I don't really consider myself like a writer or anything, but the Lord just really put it on my heart. And the Rapture Manifestos, I, I just wrote that a few months ago. And I wrote it in, believe it or not, eight hours. I literally wrote it. I told my secretary, I said, I'm going to write this book. And I, from that moment that I told her that, I went and I got alone and I just started, uh, you know, talking into my phone and typing things out and writing stuff down. And before I knew it, I had an entire book. Now, the Rapture Manifesto really is, to me, it's one of, it's one of my best books. It's my, one of my latest, so it has to be one of my best. But I really <laughs> love the book because I earlier, my first book that I've written was on the uh, Revelation Generation, which talks about the seven churches of Revelation. But I've never really talked about anything from Revelation chapter 4, which is about heaven. It's about worship. And then chapter 5 through chapter 20 really talks about the 21 judgments or those years of tribulation. And so I wrote the book to be like just a big track, if you will, for people who don't make it in the rapture. So it's a book that I encourage people to get for those who are not living right, because it will literally reveal to you in a very simple way. If you've ever had a hard time understanding Revelation chapter 5, through Revelation chapter 20 and all of that stuff in between, I'm going to break it down for you so simple. You're going to be shaking your head. You're going to be wondering why you didn't figure it out because it's so easy. And I can't take credit. The Lord really broke it down for me. And so it really is a fascinating study from Revelation 5 through 20. There's 21 different judgments. And, you know, I go through each of those. I tell you what to do. I tell you what you need to uh, make sure that you're doing and not doing doing during the years of tribulation, because you're still going to have a, a half a chance to make it uh, if you can do the right things. And so I tell you what's going to go on, and it really is based on a vision that the Lord gave me. So it's a great book. It's a fantastic read. And if you've ever wanted to know, not spe- speculative stuff, not guessing stuff, but just the bottom line, what the Bible tells you from Revelation 5 to Revelation 20, which you know is very hard to understand for most people, I'll break it down for you in a very simple way and i have it available on audio version where i speak the book to you and then paperback version and all you got to do is go to pastorbilljenkins.org and you can get either or both okay yeah this is this is amazing so is it geared um because i mean it's out now but you're talking about the rapture but is it geared toward you know, making people maybe want to go ahead and give their lives to Christ if they maybe see what's coming? Is that is that what yeah. you were thinking? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, for those, you know, who aren't right, I think if you read it, you definitely don't want to go through that. But if you still reject the Lord, it's a manual that you're going to need to have. I mean, honestly, it is a manual that you need to have to get you through the tribulation period. So, Obviously, I'm hoping that people read it and they allow the, you know, fear of the Lord to grip a hold of their heart, give their life to the Lord, and understand that, you know, these things are coming. Uh, but if you still reject God, there's still hope for you. And in the book, what I try to do is lay it out for you in a very simple, easy to understand way, so that 
whether you do it now or you do it later, you have every chance in this world to make it to heaven because, you know, Jesus came to save us all. He didn't came to, for just a few. He came for all of us. And so my goal is to do whatever we can to do uh, outreach, be a blessing, share the gospel, win people to the Lord, and make sure that we're doing everything to tell people about, you know, how good God is and how much that he loves us. Amen. And and I think it's, it's definitely the time for that right now uh, because there's so many people just walking around in uh, fear and there's just a lot going on with, with COVID, with the uncertainty and, and all of that. So honestly, it definitely helps to be a person who is grounded in God, a, a person who it, you know what the word says, and so you're able to have faith even in the midst of all of this. But if you don't have that and you're looking at what's going on um, around you, you know, it can be a scary thing. And so, you know, I I hope and pray um, our listening audience, if you, if you guys hear this, definitely uh, check that out and and give it, you know, give it as a gift. I may get some for Christmas and give them away because I, I think this is really an important time for people to really draw close to God. And so that's very important, not just because of what's happening, but because just to know that love and that peace that God has, it's a whole lot that you can be saved from if you if you know him, if you're one of his children and you and you come to him, but also just that peace, that peace and comfort in going through what we're going through right now is just, it's, it's a beautiful thing, you know, that I have rested in that myself because we've even had, you know, people close to us who have gotten sick, um, who have passed away, but even in that, just to be able to rest in Christ and the peace and love of God is a blessing, so... Yeah, this is this is a really um, this this portfolio of books is something else. Yeah, it really is an opportunity. You know, the reason I wrote it, I just you know felt like with all this stuff that's going on, you know, uh, the COVID is bad, and then you know you have the fear on top of that. And so I've been telling people, you know, obviously the scripture says God has not given us a spirit of fear, power, love, and of a sound mind. And you know, the Bible tells us that you know. No weapon formed against us is going to prosper. The Word of God declares that, you know, we need to go hide in the shelter of the Almighty. And so, you know, even in the midst of all of this, I think you see churches and ministries learning how to do streaming, learning how to do social media, learning how to, you know, find other ways to get the gospel out. So that's why I said earlier, I think in the long run, if we'll handle it right, if our attitude is correct, that we're going to come out of this thing better than ever because God's going to give us the opportunity to share the gospel with more people than we ever have um, because we are living in the last days. And I think that, you know, everything is about our attitude. You know, when you look in the Bible and you see Jesus's very first message in Matthew chapter five, what was the very first thing he talked about? He talked about attitudes. Most people call it the be attitudes. Well, what is a be attitude? It's an attitude that ought to be. And so Jesus, in his very first message, uh, talked about attitudes. So if our attitude is bad, 
then we're going to not be able to go high places. Your attitude is, you know, uh, is affected by your altitude. You, you have a bad attitude, you're not going to have high altitude. You have a, a, a good attitude, you go high. Bad attitude, you're going to stay low. And so it's important to have a good attitude in the midst of all this, even though when you don't, you know, understand it or don't like it or maybe, you know, don't, uh, you know, believe in it as much as, you know, some other people. You have the right attitude. You have a godly attitude. And I believe God is going to make us better and not bitter in these times if we can just have that good attitude. Yeah, I, I remember um, talking to Kai uh, about this, just us chatting. But I was saying I really feel like this is um, a time where the the Lord is just drawing us all closer. And we have, I feel like we have gotten um, a bit complacent maybe, and not everybody, but I feel that, you know, some have gotten a bit complacent. We've, you know, just kind of settled into our lives and, you know, maybe not doing all that he's calling us to do. Um, And that's just generally speaking about, you know, everybody. But I feel like that he's definitely taking this time, you know, the, the, the faith of his people has been stirred up there. Um, you know, the, I don't know the right way to say it, but their, I guess like their uh, thirst for him has been stirred up. Their wanting to speak to people about him has been stirred up because if you see your family member or a coworker or whoever, and, you know, this thing is really, you know, they're in fear and they're, you know, hurting and, and upset. You know, of course, one of the first things that you want to do is, is speak life to them, speak about God, um, speak about faith and peace. And so that's, that's been happening a lot everywhere. And, and it's just really, it's actually a really beautiful thing to see. Uh, I've really been enjoying seeing the the faith of God's people just get stirred up, and and they are just coming out in all kinds of ways uh, in the the streaming live and the you know YouTube and just all kinds of things. It's been really awesome to watch and see. And I'm I'm sorry, Kai, I didn't mean to take over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you always. Say. <laughs> Uh I'm just watching, but that's fine. It's all good because, you know, um, even though we're going to take our break, we still have a lot more. You know, I wanted to just, you know, caption some of what you were talking about because, you know, I always tell my wife, um, you know, one of my favorite verses, and and it means pertains to me, you know, I'm included. Sometimes the Lord says, be still and know I am God. And we live in a country that does not understand those Two simple words, be still, because, and know that I am God. We live in a country, Pastor, that doesn't understand those words that he's trying to tell us something. God is trying to tell us something. God is, every single person, being puppy dog, he's trying to tell us something. But we have an attitude that we got this. You know, we we got this, you know, just cool. It's just COVID. I call her Auntie Rona. Auntie Rona is that guest that decides to that guest that decides to come over but never wants to go home. So Auntie Rona is here, but, you know, and God is just saying, chill. 
you know, and I love everything you're saying. God is calling us. God is trying to get us together. Revelation is, is everything we're going through is in Revelations, the last times. But we still got to continue to praise worship, and worship God. And I love what you're doing. You said, well, you did Abraham. I'm going to pack up, take my family, and I'm not even going to say which direction because my wife is, my, my wife will laugh. Michelle will laugh. I don't know what direction um, California is from Chicago. West. So <laughs> West, okay. West. He said, go West, young man. <laughs> go <Okay>. West, young man. <laughs> so you went West. I knew she was going to get a kick out of that one, but you know, I probably, if you would have told me, I would have made it. I'm like, what, what, what direction am I supposed to go? If it wasn't for GPS, I'd be lost. But thank God for the GPS. But we're going to have a word from a couple of our sponsors, and then we're going to come back and enjoy this time with Pastor Bill Jenkins. Music Instruction for Our Learners, Inc., where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 833-643-2563 to set up an appointment to talk to our instructors. And please visit us on our website at www.mefowinc.org. Also, Music Instructor for Our Learners Inc. is launching or has launched its new program, Mefow Arts Academy. As of starting September 1st, if you like the arts, photography, dance, culinary arts, and um, art classes, all our lines are online. Go to www.mefowaa.org. We've created our own website for them, so they are at www.mefowaa.org. And if you and also you can actually listen to um, Man in the Mirror on iTunes podcast. Speaker podcast and also Spotify. So we have reached out and we have got on. Now we're on four networks. How can you get that? Four networks and you can hear all our episodes. You get a chance to hear um, Dr. Pastor Evangelist Bill Jenkins up there, you know, soon after tonight. He will be up there twice. So if you want to hear this podcast, you want to hear Man in the Mirror with celebrating his 200th episode, please go to the three. You got four now. You got Man in, We have, we're on blogtalkradio.com forward slash man dash in dash the mirror. We're on iTunes, Speaker, and Spotify. So, you know, we're just loving, you know, getting the word out there about the program. Just telling, you know, telling people, you know, we have real people, real stories, real overcomers. That's our tag because we are all real people with real stories who have done some real overcoming. And with that, and this, you know, Nichelle made me, you know, with her talking and with you guys talking, this is the song that came to me. And we just all have to remember that fear is a liar.
Back live with Man in the Mirror with your host and host, Nichelle and Kai, with our friend forever, Pastor Bill Jenkins of L.A., California, via Chicago. So we're having a wonderful talk in the midst of the pandemic. In the midst of the pandemic, we are all still going strong in the midst of everything that's been going on. We are all here staying safe, and we're all um, going strong. Pastor Jenkins, um, Michelle had mentioned also earlier that, and you mentioned that everybody had to adapt, and children are easy. Um, to get me a farm. children adapt easy many times, 
But as adults and grown folks, it is so hard for us to adapt to what's going on, especially with social media, because um, you mentioned that churches had to, okay, we have to go on Zoom or um, what is it, Nichelle, um, Google Google um, Hangouts or whatever, Google Docs, you know, they got all kinds of things that's out there, but churches, you know, you know, they want to meet, they want to be in that building, you know, because they're thinking that that building is what keeps the people together. But I always say we're being tested now because I tell about, you know, when we, you know, all over the country, people are late for church for some odd reason. You know, I don't know if your church is always on time, but all over the country, people has a, have a reason for driving up late, catching public transportation, riding their bike. We have a reason for being late for church. And I look at people today and I tell my wife now, well, no one has it now. If you're, you know, my church meets on Zoom. So I'm like, okay, you know, how are you going to be late? You can't be late for work on, you know, if, you, you, if you're working at home. You can't be, well, that's another joke in this house, but, you know, I won't say, but you can't be late for work. You can't be late for church. Because guess what? You have it on your phone. You have it on your desktop. You have it on your laptop. You can have church wherever you're at. If you can't, you know, if I had to work in the evenings, I would be in listening in my ear because I'm with the boss to see what's going on. But I would listen, you know, have it in my ear, you know, and just listen to Bible study, listen to what was going on, listen to, you know, what was going on. So, um, you know, tell me what you think about that. You know, we have access to it. So it has taken us out of our comfort zone, but it's also built us up for accountability because we can't make excuses like, well, I had to drive 20 miles to church, so that's why I'm late. Well, kind of traffic out there because, you know, we hear all the all this excuses. Um, give me, t- tell me, what, oh, before we go on, if you're listening, you can call in at, um Four eight four five two seven seven ninety three eighty four 277 9384 for Man in the Mirror and logging at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash man in the So, um, Pastor Bill Jenkins, what are, what is your thoughts about that? Well, I, I as you were talking, I was just thinking, you know, uh, you know, you played that song a minute ago, Fear is a Liar, and uh, an excuse is a cousin to a liar. And so a lot of people make excuses, um, and that's really what holds them back and keeps them from walking in and fulfilling their destiny. So, you, 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 you know, I guess you can, but it's not good for you to make excuses. And always remember, the seven last words of a dying church or the seven last words of a dying Christian are, we've never done it that way before. So if we're afraid to do something new, if we're afraid to learn how to adapt, uh, then we're not going to be successful. And I think the Lord is. I think, like Michelle said earlier, I think, you know, we've become complacent. We've just got comfortable. We've laid back, and the Lord is shaking things up. He's stirring things up in order to bring change into our lives. And so we can have it our way, or, you know, we can have it God's way. And I really believe that, you know, as we learn to really adapt and to change and to you know, quit making these excuses and stop being complacent and allow the Lord to stir up our spirits. Uh, I believe that once we come out of this, you know, that we're going to be better than ever before. And I think, you know, the reason some of these things, the reason anything lasts longer than what it should is because we're not getting it. 
And if we would get things sooner that the Lord is trying to teach us, we could move on from those things faster. So obviously there's lessons that God is wanting to teach us that we're just not getting. We're stubborn. We're complacent. We're hard-headed. We're hard-hearted. And we're just not getting it. So I think it's incumbent upon the church. It's incumbent upon the Christian, upon the leaders to say, hey, what are we missing? What do we got to get? What can we do to accelerate our way out of this mess? And I believe what it is is to adapt, to learn how to accept some things, to learn how to grow better and not better, and to really become everything God wants us to be. So this is a great opportunity. One of the books that I wrote is called It's All About the Reset. It's about resetting your life. So if you don't feel good about your life, I talk in the book about how there's six areas that's making you not feel good about your life. So what is that area? And there might be one area, two areas, three areas. Well, okay, you got to change it. You can't just sit there and hope that by osmosis things get better. You really got to uh, quit waiting on you know the Lord and understand the Lord's waiting on you to do something. I get tired of people saying, well, I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on the Holy Spirit. I'm waiting on Jesus. Well, maybe, you know, it's just the opposite. Maybe God's waiting on you to do something. And so when you take those steps by faith and you do what you need to do, I know one thing, God's always going to be there. So maybe it's not the Lord that's slow. Maybe it's us that's slow and need to adapt better and learn how to change. Any questions or comments, Michelle? No, I love all of that that he just said because um, I think a lot of times it boils down to, you know, when God says to move and like what you just did, moving clear across the country. I mean, when God says when God says move, we need to, you know, what is that that they say? How high? <laughs> you know, like what? Like when he says jump, ask how high. That's that's the only thing you should be doing. And, and we need to learn how to do that. And so, yeah, I feel like a lot of that is going on right now where the Lord is, is you know, speaking us to do things, and now maybe we're moving a little more. We're moving a little faster, and we're moving a little more. So, I, like I said, I'm just, I'm just watching it all, and I, I think it's beautiful, and I'm just trying to make sure that I'm listening when he's talking to me. And so I think that's that's all we can really do. You know, we need to stay in the Word. We need to stay in prayer, but we need to be listening and heeding what the Lord says and moving when he tells us to move because that's how everything works the way that he wants it to work is if we move when he says. Amen. And you're right. I was I mean, As soon as you said that, how high, when you go into the service, and I've never been in a service, but when your commanding officer tells you to jump, if they're like they say, how high? You don't ask them no questions. You don't try to disobey him. You even think about it. You ask him how high. You know, when they tell you to do something, you do it without without a flinch. But when God tries to tell us to do something, we're like, oh, all right, God, really? Is that what you really want me to do? We got a thousand questions. And... Um, and like Pastor said, this could be a time where God is trying to get us to be in a position f- to be blessed in our life. And all he wants us to do is just wait on him. You know, wait. The, how many years the children were, you know, they were, you know, and Israel were 
walking around for how many years, Pastor? Was it 400 years for something that was only 20, well, 20 30 it, miles? It was 40 years, but what most people don't know is the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy, it should have only take, taken them 11 days from the north of Egypt to the south of Canaan. So the Bible says that was an 11-day journey by foot, and it ended up taking them 40 years. So, I would have been mad I mean, at that. You know, they played, you know, too many games. They're wasting time, and that's what we can't do. I don't believe we have time to waste anymore in the body of Christ. So I, I think the Lord is trying to expedite stuff, mm-hmm. and we've got to get it quicker. We've got to get it faster in order to do what God has called us to do. So we've got to quit playing games. I think we've got to be serious. If we say we love God, then do it. You know, get off that fence. Be hot or be cold, but don't be lukewarm or he's going to spit us out of his mouth. And so I think one of the things that bothers me about Christians is they're talkers. They say, oh, they love the Lord. I love you. Well, you know what? Love is a verb. Love is action. And if you don't, you know, do action, then you can't keep running your mouth telling everybody how much you love the Lord when you don't do anything. If God has a love language, it's probably acts of service. He doesn't want just lip service. He wants action. And we've got to get back to that in the body of Christ. So, you know, we say we love the Lord, but yet we don't worship. You talked about it earlier. We say we love the Lord, but we make excuses. Can't even show up, you know, for church on time. And, you know, we're not praying like we need to, not reading the word, not obeying, uh, you know, uh, delayed delayed obedience is disobedience. You can't just pick and choose when you want to. When God says do it, you do it. Uh, you know, remember the story of Jesus and his mother. Jesus wasn't ready to start performing miracles. And, uh, you know, Mary said to everybody at the party, at the wedding, hey, whatever he wants, you just do whatever he says. And if you'll do it, the miracle will come to pass. And I think mm-hmm. it's simple things we need to get back to. Do what God says and see miracles. If you don't want to do it, then don't complain that you're not seeing and experiencing the power of God like you want to. Amen. And it's the simple things that you said. And I like, I had to back up. Yeah, I apologize for saying 400 years, but I know there's a four in there. But 40 years, I'd be mad. Like, if this was an 11-day trip and we took 400 years, and that's what we're going through right now, if we can just follow the obedient, follow the CDC guidelines, and just do what we're supposed to do instead of trying to rush everything. And I know, like you said, once we get out of it, it'll be history. We, we we will survive history, but also a lot of our churches, you know, are you know going through because you know mega churches are used to thousands of people being there to help. But when you can't have a three four thousand people meeting, you know, church shouldn't stop or they shouldn't have issues with that because guess what? You rather have all your congregants safe than trying to just trying to get them in the house because the church is in our heart. We think that just because we get into a building that, yeah, and you're in, and the reason I'm going is you're in a tent. You say, Hey, look, we're going to continue having church. We're going to create it. We're going to get this tent up here on our property that the Lord blessed us with. And we're going to continue having church following all the safety procedures. So we can, you know, you know, show people that look, God is still in this. So, you know, you know, just give us a few minutes because, you know, we about 12 minutes. What was going through your mind when you said, well, let's pop the tents up and start the ministry? Well, what was going through my mind was we got to do something. You know, I don't I'm not, I'm not a guy who just sits there and twiddles his thumbs. 
So, you know, we actually had people in our church that said, hey, pastor, we'll buy tents. And uh, I said, well, hey, if you'll buy them, you know what, I'll go out there. And and sure enough, right after we bought them, like I said, you know, we had 115 degree heat, 120 degree heat the next week. We had, you know, ash and smoke last week. Um, But you know what, we made a commitment to do it outside. And people are still watching via streaming. If it's too hot, We've opened up a couple areas that are air-conditioned. We're just trying to expand our ability to minister to people. And like you said, not give somebody an excuse, whether it's watching. You can watch me Sunday mornings in your pajamas if you want. You can watch me laying <laughs> down in your bed if you want. And if you can't do that, that's just laziness. And so I think the Lord's just, you know, sort of – you know, separating the wheat from the chaff. That's what's happening. I mean, you know, some mm-hmm. some of the harvest is falling on the good side. Some of the harvest is falling on the bad side. And whenever persecution comes and, you know, stuff like this happens, you really find out the difference between the saints and the angels. You know, uh, a the lot of people saints talk and the angels. I love it. All this and then all of a sudden they start going through battles and they're not as, you know, firmly founded on the Lord is, you know, they wanted to convince everybody they were. And you got to have a made-up mind. Listen, I made up my mind 30 years ago. I was serving the Lord. I wasn't going back. I'm not going to turn away from the Lord. I'm going to do whatever I can to try to lead people into right and righteousness. And, you know, I've been committed to that for 30 years of ministry. And so, you know, I'm going to do whatever I can to preach the gospel. We're doing it outside. We had somebody the other day who said, we're listening to your message outside. We would have never came to church, but we hear you preach, and uh, we hear the word. We hear it going out, and they actually sit there and listen to us. We have people who walk their dogs at 1030, and they walk a real slow right by our tent. Uh, oh, that is we don't fantastic. care. I invite them in. I say, come on, or you know, let your dog pee on the grass and sit there and stand for 30 minutes. We don't care. We're trying to get the gospel out, and God has positioned us in a place where you just can't make an excuse. Okay, now you can't even go to church in California. The buildings aren't even open. So, you know, you can, but you can watch us via streaming. You can watch me in your pajamas. You can sit there and have breakfast in bed and watch me, and I don't know the diff. And so we've got to understand God has given us every opportunity. If you fail at this, then you're really not serious about serving the Lord. And this is a wake-up call. And we've got to wake up. We've got to understand that God's given us a final chance to do things right, get things in order before his coming, and hopefully we take advantage of it and don't allow this time to just pass by and consider it to be wasted time because it's really not. This is productive time. It's good time. It's godly time. But we got to do the right thing with the time. Wow, and I agree with that. I I think the uh, the having church outside is in anybody who's doing that. You you have to know, like you were talking about, you're affecting your area at that point. Uh, it's people who can be in their houses around the area where your church is and possibly hear you, hear the message, hear the word, and so I think. The outside church right now, because I, I know it's a few churches that I know that are doing that. Of course, it's much easier if you if you have a church that has some a parking lot and land. Some churches are not like that. They they um 
you know, don't have that kind of land around them. But for the, those that do, I think this is a really unique opportunity uh, because you used to have people who preached on the corners, like they used to set up a yeah. set up a, a what do you call it amplifier and stand yep. on the corner so and preach. And yes, and and people would you know be able to walk past and hear. But this is a, a unique opportunity where where we can do something like that, and the word can. You know, it moves outside the walls of the church. The people in the community get to hear it and get to really see, you know, your church might have been nestled in a little corner somewhere in the neighborhood, but because they're yep. hearing you, you know, they're coming. And, and, and so remember I this, you know, God never told the world to go to church. He told the church to go to the world. How about that? <laughs> so nowhere in the scripture yeah. does God say, the world needs to go to church. Never, nowhere, you can't find it. But he did tell the church to go to the world. So we've got to go to the world. We've got to do the right things. I'm not willing to lose my witness by doing things that aren't going to glorify God. But we are going to be creative. We are going to have ideas. We are going to try to do new things. And so we've just pitched a tent. We're preaching the word. We're singing up a storm. We're praising God. And it's just, it's, it's really awesome. And if you think about what happened in the Old Testament, what was the tabernacle? It was a tent. <laughs> so, you know, they mm. set it up in the middle of the desert, in the middle of all the heat. So, you know, we're having fun with it. We're enjoying it. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, I like the church air conditioned building just as much as anybody, but you know what, <laughs> I'm willing to make whatever sacrifice is necessary in order to get the word out, to keep the people safe, to do what needs to be done, to preach the gospel, and to have an impact upon people's lives. Amen. 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 I like what you said. God never told the church, the world to go to the church. He told the church to go to the world. And we're going to write that quote, hint, hint, hint. But that's a good quote because it's true. He said, go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel. I don't, I don't remember. I used to in my younger years say that, you know, know that. But he said, go ye into the world. He said he didn't tell the world to come into the church. And that's a rem- you're reminding that we're not supposed to stand to these four walls. And I may, may be right. aging myself, but when I was a Mennonite back in Philadelphia, um, you know, we were Mennonites, a ser- service-oriented um, people. They go out and teach. They go out and preach. They go out and bring people into the church. So they go out and serve. But we've come to a people where we want to be in our mega building. We, you know, we want to be in our big churches so people can see us up on television all the time. But right now we can't do that. So are you, and what you're saying is, okay, is the church going to stop because we can't meet in a building? Or are we going to have to um, be like a chameleon and adapt to the surroundings, adapt to what's going on right now so that we'll be able to, you know, just, you know, continue preaching a word because he said do it in season out of season you just can't preach it because the season is being blocked by anti-rona you know god knew this was going to happen god this is god's permissive will he knows what's going to happen he wants to see what are you going to do what are you going to do my servant when something like this comes along 
Everything is not the way you expect it to be. Everything's not the way you want it to be. Are you going to pack up and leave, or are you going to take your family and move to Chicago, I mean, move to um, California and continue to preach the word, continue to write those books, continue to do, or are you just going, well, God, you know what? We got corona going on. And what you say, excuses are excuses um, is a cousin to the liar, because I'm writing all this stuff down. So, you know, excuses <laughs> is a cousin to a liar. So, and that's what we do. And I, I like you. I like what you said. Look, you can be in your, you can have breakfast in bed and watch me. There's no excuse. Everybody had, well, I won't say everybody, but if you have access to the internet, you have access to Pastor Bill Jenkins, period. Yeah. You can't say, yeah. well, uh, you know, you can't make keep making those excuses because we make excuses. And people, and I'll be honest, if you cannot get up and go to church online, like he said, you can just open up your phone in the morning, get up early. You can always go back to sleep. <laughs> you can always go back to sleep, you know, once service is over. And then people say, well, you know, my pastor, you know, we with the, the way things are now, you can still give. You can still tithe. You can still give. You know, you have Cash App, you have Givelify. So there's always ways that you can give, you know. You know, some churches um, are using Zelle, you know. So there's always ways. So you can, well, I can't get to church to give. Mm-mm. That's an excuse. <laughs> That's an excuse. Right. Yeah, but we are winding money down. Always, Go ahead, Pastor. I always I'm sorry. tell people money follows ministry. So if you're doing ministry, money's going to follow. If if you're having trouble keeping the doors open, maybe you ought to do more ministry and stop focusing in on what you're worried about or money. So, you know, money, you know, you know, whenever you're doing ministry, money will follow ministry. And so you don't chase the money. You chase ministry and God makes sure that everything is taken care of. And so, you know, uh, people who really, and again, it's going to reveal the saints and the ain'ts because, you know what? Some people say, well, I'm not in church. I can't give. No, baloney. You can give. There's plenty of ways to give. You can even use snail mail. You know what that is, post office. But there's, <laughs> there's no way that people can continue to make excuses. And God has given us, I think, a final warning, a final opportunity to learn how to do the right thing and quit making all these excuses. Well, he's got he's got uh, he's got me on board getting myself together, literally getting myself together financially, getting myself together spiritually, you know, just getting my getting me together. I don't worry about me and then I can talk to other people. But what we want to yeah. do is make sure that everybody gets this word out. Um, Nichelle, any final words? I just really want to thank you, Pastor Jenkins. As always, you come with words of wisdom, and I'll probably still be quoting you <laughs> from this show as well. Uh, so I really yes. appreciate you. I thank you for your um, your sacrifice and and just for you know listening to to what how God is leading you. Amen. Amen. Pastor, give us your information, you know, give our listening audience your information. So if they want to call in, listen in, you know, text, you know, text you in, you know, how can they, uh, we have, I put the information in our event page, but give us their contact information. So if they want to contact you or, you know, or your church or your lovely family, how can we get in touch with you? Sure. Well, all of my books are available on Amazon. You can download them on ebook Kindle. They're on eBay. But the best place to go to is PastorBillJenkins.org. That way you can listen to 
we have half-hour radio programs. They are all over the world. And so if you go to PastorBillJenkins.org, there's tons of what we call Prophetic Almanac, 30-minute radio programs available for you to listen to free. You can get all of my books there on PastorBillJenkins.org. And then a cool little thing that we do is every single day, uh, Monday through Friday, I do what I call a minute that matters. It's a video Mm -hmm. devotional. And so Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube – you can get my Minute That Matters every single day. And, again, if you don't even know how to go there, just go to PastorBillJenkins.org, hit the icon, and it'll take you right there, and then you can thumbs up me or you can like me or say something positive. If you don't have anything nice to say, save it. I'm not like everybody else. I don't tell you send it anyway. If you don't got anything nice to say, don't <laughs> say it. Just be quiet. Move on. Go watch somebody else. But if you got something good, go ahead and send that. And uh, we always love to hear from people who who have good, positive things to say. And so if you go to PastorBillJenkins.org, that's the one-stop place that you can go to to get every single thing uh, to know about us. It will link you up to our church, org. You can listen to us via streaming every Sunday. So go to PastorBillJenkins.org, get all the books, listen to all the radio programs, and connect with us on social media to get my minute that matters every single day. Yes, and I actually seen the minute that matters, and yeah, I just I'm just envious of that background. That's all I'm going to say. Like he's got the, he's got a beautiful background while he's talking. So it's awesome, you know, and I love it. A minute that matters. That's all it takes. A minute. You ain't got to have all sixty minutes right now. A minute, sixty <laughs> seconds. Just yep. get it out there because you're planting seeds as you do that. And yeah. I, you know, I'm. I I just want to thank you for taking the time um, to spend this 200th episode because it's like one of the best episodes. It's always good to just sit down, talk to you, and just hear with us says the Lord through you. You know, it's, well, it's, it was you. an awesome episode. You know, we appreciate you. You know, we're here to support you. Tell others about you. Um, and just you know, we will we will be keeping you in your in your prayers because of what's going on in California right now. But we know that God's got you. We know that God's got you. He didn't bring you this far to well, leave you, but we know that God's got you because He brought. I'm gonna call you. You remember? You remind me of Abraham. You are Abraham. You just you know got up and left. You ain't asked no questions. You just got up and moved. And that's the thing that well, we have to learn. And I and I appreciate that. Let me give you a quick word. It's your 200, 200th episode. 200 is a number of sufficiency. As I was praying for you after you called me the other night, the Lord said, I'm supplying all of your needs, so don't forfeit the peace that I want to give you, worrying He said, trust in me. I'm supplying every one of your needs, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, maritally, every way in every realm. He said this 200th episode is symbolic of sufficiency in your life from this point forward. Oh, we definitely appreciate that. We thank you. We thank you. That's another whole. That's another whole thing. We weren't even married when we had you on here first, and then four years later, (laughs) boom, there it is. But I'd like to yeah. thank all of I'd like to thank all of you who have been listening in and also helping to helping us to celebrate our two hundredth episode along with our dear friend um and brother, Pastor Bill Jenkins. If you have any more questions for tonight's episode, please place them 
at NI event page. And there's nothing more to say. And as um, what I will say is this has this is um, Kai and Michelle. And as always, we'll see you at the mirror. <laughs>